Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To Just Servants. Just Servants. And what are we here to do, Ryan? We are here to just serve. Just serve. We are here to serve the Lord and others. Yes, we are. With our beautiful voices on this podcast. Amen. Amen. We are basically opera singers, okay? No, we're not. Now, Levi, what do we have going on today? <laughs> we have a very, very, very special guest here. Very special. He's uh, he's kind of known around, around the world. Around the world. I mean, well known. He's a extreme sports games. What X Games sports? Extreme sports. Olympian. Oh, an Olympian. Forgot about Professional that. Professional backflipper. <laughs> Professional snowboarder. Snowboarder. None other than the Andy Finch. <laughs> can I start laughing now? That was, you can start laughing. That was, that was quite the intro. Quite professional backflipper, huh? What's up, you guys? Stoked if you're joining us. Sounds like we're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Andy, we have a few questions to start off. First off, well, who are you? Who are you? Uh, child of God. I'm, child of God. You heard him. I am. I don't know. A lot of people know me as a snowboarder, a family man, got two children, a beautiful wife of 16 years out of Northern California, originally in Central California. Fresno moved up to Tahoe, if you know where Lake Tahoe is. A California boy through and through. Mm-hmm. I love the ocean. I love the mountains. I kind of need both. Fan of Chile. It's like the same thing, but just mirror image, upside yeah. down, right? Yeah. Kind of like New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, just... Yeah, I think I was born to stand sideways, and that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Word. Wow. <laughs> to stand sideways. What do you mean by that? You watched me walk. That was I, my question. I'm pretty, pretty crooked, you know? Like I, I, you, I struggle to walk straight. Do you mean it's good for you because when you're snowboarding, you're just sideways technically? It's just kind of how I approach life. I don't. I have a hard time just going straight at it. I kind of veer off the right and left, and <laughs> hope I do... Better down God's narrow path there. <laughs> so with snowboarding, do you? That is different than a lot of other board sports, right? Because you put all your pressure on the opposite foot rather than a lot of board sports. You're not actually strapped in. Uh, yeah. Surfing, skateboarding. Um, yeah, a lot of boards choose not to strap in, but snowboarding, you are fully strapped, and you're using edges, which is going to resemble mm-hmm. a lot of skiing. Uh, where a lot of board sports are going to use um, a fin system. Yeah. Probably the yep. majority of them use some kind of fin system. So that you tend to be back foot heavy uh, because that's where you get a lot of your control. Snowboarding, you tend to be front foot heavy because you get a lot more control off your, the front of your edges. So front front foot is where you... Tend where, to be front foot heavy on a snowboard. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, we also forgot to mention, he is a professional fuller. What? Hey. That's what I'm saying. What? F- foil? Oh, foiler! Oh, sorry, sorry. Where, 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 Who where, am I fooling? Where, I'm, fool, I'm fooling these guys right. I'm actually not professional at all. I'm, I'm, <laughs> where we're from, we don't say oil. Oil. We, we say oil. So, fo- so foiling. Fo- 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 foiler. You're a foiler. Foiler. Oil. Foiler. Foiler. We're lost. Yep, yep. Foiler. It's a, it's a, a wing yep. that is under the water with a mast. Somewhere between two feet to three, three and a half feet above the water is the board that you stand on and you're gliding on the surface that's under the water, which is kind of unlike anything I've done where all my other board sports, I'm riding the surface that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And with foiling, you are riding the surface under the water, which 
weird enough there's energy down there that you yeah. can harness with this wing and glide on that's pretty surreal. It's kind of like, trippy. it really feels like flying. Yeah. It has that's a lot really. of similarities to flying, even oh, wow. how you operate a plane, because uh, it has front wings and then a tail wing. It actually is going to simulate a lot of the movements that a plane would do as it glides through the water instead of the air. Here's a question. Do you feel like you're flying more while you're foiling or flying through the air on a half pipe? Mm, probably through there. Through there. They're, they're <laughs> different though. They're different. It's <laughs> like, I kind of feel like, like a, a bird learning to fly in the half pipe because I can only stay up in the air for like two seconds, right? Uh-huh. Where like foiling, you actually are consistently flying, but you're just, it's more of just gliding. So it's, I don't know, two two different things. That has got to be one of the hardest workouts. Yeah, there how, is. how how much do your quads burn from foiling? Let's when I'm in shape and like kind of foil shape, about the furthest I can go is about two, two and a half minutes. And then I'm smoked for the day. Like wow. I seriously can't stand after that. I'm oh I'm di- like I'm dying for air and wow. I cannot stand it. Leg it day. smokes yeah. I mean And the sad thing is I tend my right leg tends to get bigger than my left leg during that time. <laughs> I feel like you were going for a while at camp this year. Yeah, you yeah. were. Well, I was actually using the wave. I was riding a mm. wave that was so small you almost couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. That's what's incredible about it. It harnesses the littlest energy, and that energy gives your wing lift. Just like a plane gets lift off the speed and the air hitting it, mm-hmm. same thing with the water. So if I have the speed, the, the water hits the wing gives it lift. Now, as I leave a wave, I lose that energy. I have to create the energy. I have to create the speed so that I keep the lift. Gotcha. So now we've mentioned you're a pro snowboarder. How did how did you even manage to get to that point? Kind of goes back to flying. Uh, I my one of my earliest memories as a child was climbing steps, and I mm. love to jump off them. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I, and I remember going like one step. Well, that was kind of lame. Two. That was kind of fun. Three. Ooh, that was fun. Four, five, and then like. Ooh, that's starting to hurt. <laughs> so I remember going through that process, and then my aunt, when I was, I think, four or five, taught me how to climb fences. And mm. that that was like, once I learned to climb a fence, it was game on. I started jumping out of trees, off roofs. I just loved to fly. And then snowboarding was just an amazing opportunity to spend even more time in the air. So you mentioned you were from the beach as well. Can you surf? I love to surf. Oh Can he surf? Oh my this goodness. man can foil... Snowboard, you name it. Can he surf? Can you ski? <laughs> Funny enough, I can ski. I actually My have goodness. a Japan trip next week I have to go to, and I'm coaching skiing. Oh, that oh, is wow. sick. I actually grew up skiing first, and then I started snowboarding at the age of 12. Snowboarding wasn't even around when I was a little kid. Oh, I mean, a few people did it, but uh, oh, wow. ski resorts didn't allow it. They started, most resorts started allowing around 91, 92. And then I saw snowboarding first time, like, Dad, that's what I want to do. That guy's catching air where no one else catches air, and he makes it look good. That's what I want to do. Mm. And so that's kind of what got me going. Gotcha. Wow. So first question we got today is, what's it like to be around the world and to still to choose to follow God? It's a really interesting traveling the world because you realize, especially if, if you just live in America, America's very self-sustaining you don't need anything from outside sources like we can take care of ourselves and even our own media our media doesn't share much around the world so as you travel the world you realize how much they're kind of in other people's business and they and they just do life completely different mm-hmm. they load the dishwasher differently they hang their clothes i mean everything they do the way they do life is different 
and it still works. Mm-hmm. They still survive. They still have family. How they do family might be different, um, but there's also different religions. And so that was really interesting seeing the way people would do life differently. Um, you know, just as far as traveling the world, I think you could. there's different influences that could change your path. But one thing that was cool was meeting people that did culture and life completely different and they follow God and everything about God was exactly the same. I mean, Mm -hmm. they knew the same truths. They knew the same way of loving someone. It it, it really showed the, it was just proof of God's existence, Mm -hmm. honestly. Something that powerful that could take someone that does life completely different, thinks completely different, yet you come together on that one topic mm-hmm. and you were just a brother or a sister immediately. Um, that was a pretty special thing. Gotcha. What would you say your favorite place to visit has been? I have a couple. Oh, yeah? Am I allowed to go or do I have to stick to one? Oh, you can oh. go to a couple, but how, how many like how many places have you been? Uh, Not name all, but like... I think around 26 oh, places around sick. the world. That is... Um, a lot of the places were legit. like routine, like over and over, um, back mm-hmm. and forth. Uh, I'll save my probably my favorite for last, but you know, like the the fjords of Norway, incredible. Oh. There was, I mean, we were surfing in, in some waves in the Arctic Circle that were very cold but very fun. Sixteen mm-hmm. foot tide swings, so they change really quickly. Beautiful couloirs, wow. um, which is like a, a skinny thing of snow coming through rocks on a steep mountain. Uh, coming out of that beach, like looking up, these fun lines would be fun to snowboard on, surfing great waves right there, uh, special, wow. beautiful place. Um, so I mentioned, chi- like, I love Chile. Chile's mm-hmm. just kind of like California, but in a mirror image, right? Kind of upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably top favorite. I ever said if California breaks off into the ocean, I'm going to New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand yeah. is yeah. gorgeous. It has a little bit of everything. Uh the countryside changes really quickly from South Island to North Island with tropics, and then you have snow and big mountains, uh, and it's less people, mm-hmm. just a lot of farm, and a really cool culture, too. They're just generally happy people that eat healthy, think healthy, and they know how to have fun. They, I mean, I don't know if you know heard of Queenstown, but it's like the adventure capital of the world. Oh, wow. I mean, from... Jet boating to bungee. That's where basically where bungee jumping was invented. Um, anything crazy. A lot of helicopters. All, all the farmers have helicopters. They're like, <laughs> they're the modern day cowboys tra- source of transportation. It's pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so New Zealand's awesome. New Zealand. So another question is, are a lot of f- famous people or like people we see on TVs or like Olympians or just like a lot of the crowds that you got to be around, are a lot of those people actually Christians, or is it a minority? I think in general, simple answer is they're a minority. Uh, there absolutely are Christians that are famous. But at the same time, a couple avenues here. One is there's different... I mean, you can go to a, a Christian church and there's going to be a variety of mm-hmm. faith levels, right? Yeah. There's going to be the new believer, person that's really not a believer and just walking, doing, going through the steps. And there's going to be the person that's on fire for the Lord, all in, serving all the time and just 
getting their joy from having a relationship with the Lord, right? That's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, what's the verse that talks about? Jesus says it's easier for a, uh, a rich man to enter through the eye of a needle mm-hmm. than to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Um, with fame tends to come a lot of attention and distraction, a lot of pride that can make it really tough to overcome. That being said, of course there are, mm-hmm. are famous people that are believers, but um, there's a lot of distractions that can take you away from just the root of having that relationship with God. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, so um, what's it like as a as a snowboarder who was a pro at it, How what's it like to dedicate your life to something like that, but also to follow God, not to make snowboarding or whatever else you do an idol in your life while following God? Well, I'd say it was an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the time I was probably 13, 14 to 23, uh, it was, that's all I cared about. And, you know, it was like, all right, God, if you want to come along with me and do what I'm going to do, then mm-hmm. then great, you know, like I'll, I'll say a prayer when I feel like I really need you and um, I don't like reading, so I'm not going to read. And, and I know the stories because I went to church as a kid. I know that I, I knew all the Bible stories, the the Sunday school version of it really is what it came down to. And that just, I left the path of destruction with that, that approach. Um, and it wasn't until God fully humbled me that I was like, all right, God, I've tried it my way. This did not work. I'm ready to try it your way. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, God showed up in a big way. And it's also shortly after I started reading the Bible for the first time, it wrecked me. Mm-hmm. That Old Testament just like, holy heavy hand of God. Like, uh-huh. this is what I deserve. And, yep. and I'm making God very angry with the things I'm doing. And um, and then you hit the New Testament. And like, no way. The love of Christ and mm-hmm. and what he forgave me. Just, it broke me. Um, it, the And then just the stories that, I couldn't believe I wasn't even allowed to read that as a kid. Like, they're rated R. They're gnarly stories mm-hmm. of stuff going down in the Bible. And it's pretty amazing how the Bible doesn't really hold back just mm-hmm. from even like the Bible heroes and how they failed. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are men of God that just made massive mistakes from murder to adultery to just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet God still forgave them, redeemed them, and used them for his glory. So you said he forgave them. Redeemed them. Redeemed them. Forgave them of what? And redeem them of what? And how did this happen? Well, uh, God forgives these Bible heroes of their sin. Um, and we know sin, sin entered into man, uh, Adam and Eve, and they disobeyed God, ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They were deceived by the serpent, a.k.a. the devil. They were deceived, and sin enters mankind. Not only mankind, but nature itself. We know that... Lions slept with the lamb, which is unthinkable now because the lamb's just a tasty snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and thorns and thistles and weeds also entered into nature, which did not exist before, which is just how much time have we wasted pulling weeds before? Mm-hmm. Or when was the last time you fell off your bike into a thorn bush? Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've <laughs> fallen into cactus and thorn bush. Yeah, so it's like pretty crazy to think about how these things have entered into mankind and uh, God has redeemed it, He has forgiven, and has promised us 
um, a new cre- that we will be a new creation oh, wow. through the forgiveness of um, well through the <clears throat> sacrifice of Jesus on the cross he he paid the penalty we deserve and gave up his life so that we could have life through his death we have gained life through his blood our blood has been cleansed mm. and we are given eternal life <clears throat> and Jesus also proved that he uh, overcame death by being resurrected from the dead three days after dying and went to prepare a beautiful place for us where we have a very rich inheritance. Wow. So you're Amen. saying Jesus died for our sins <laughs> yeah. and rose again? Yes, sir. Wow. 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 Now, I have a couple of questions. Number one being, what has been the coolest trick you have ever done in your life? In any sport? Oh, gosh. I mean... The most memorable? It, that's it? It might just be this weekend here at the Alternative Halftime Show at Word of oh, Life. Oh, yeah! It could be... Tune we, in, boys. We are going to do a stunt that is unlike anything ever done and that I have ever done. It's scaring the heck out of me. And I think <laughs> I think we can pull it off. Um, I'm going to be jumping out of the sky onto a, a landing and then continuing on to jump onto a moving vehicle, and then continue to jump off that moving vehicle, <laughs> trying to pull a stunt. If it all works out, awesome, hooray. If it doesn't, I'll probably go splat somewhere on asphalt <laughs> or into a snowcat. So, um, that this is pretty, yeah. And, you know, I've done, like, these 1080 backflip thingies that are honestly not that fun. It's fun to learn them, but then it's not fun to do them again. Mm. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, is do a big floaty slow trick off like a cliff into a soft landing. Mm. Now, I got one question. Oh, okay. How well do you know Logan? Logan. Uh, the man who is going to be that driving that snowcat. Is he driving? The, so, he, <laughs> I have had an opportunity to work with him here and there. And oh, boy. I love his hard work ethic. He's always up for a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even when sometimes seem like he may not know anything about it, but hey, you got to give the man credit for just stepping up to the plate and swinging away. Oh yeah. Um, and he did an awesome job on the snowcat. That thing looks beautiful. Yeah, because it does. It yeah. does. Hmm. He's gonna be driving that right under you, right? Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh man. Yep. So what were you saying? Now, who would you say has been, if you can measure it, the famous, most famous person you've met? Hmm. I don't know. Talking about fame, there's one thing I have to say. Fame is fleeting. I have seen the people I thought were the most famous in the snowboard world, and within two years of being off the circuit of the scene, all the kids have no idea who you're talking about. I mean, we're talking the most famous person. Um, fame is so fleeting. I've even experienced that. You know, I retired in 2011. Shortly after that, like, you just, as soon as you're not in the limelight, like, it, it's gone. It's not like something you, you get to, like, sweet, I'm famous, I'm famous for the rest of my life. No, you're not. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's something that keeps you chasing the carrot, if you know what I mean by yep. chasing the carrot. Uh, but if if we want to say the famous, gosh, I don't know. Kelly Slater. Kelly, Kelly Slater. I mean, who who's more famous to you guys, Sean White or Kelly Slater? I would say Kelly Slater. He has been just at the forefront of, I mean, paying, all these action sports, like, um, Tony Hawk, you know, I hang out the action sports guys. I've you've hung out with Tony Hawk, yeah. Oh my goodness, went to Dubai, <laughs> went to Dubai with him, du- him, Kelly Slater, um, yeah, a lot of the big extreme sports athletes. Wow. Um, 
Gosh, I don't know. And you're sitting on our couch <laughs> in Hungry Dorm. Hungry Dorm. I'm a person. I got two eyes. Amen. Amen. A couple it, broken up legs. What's and... it like like being regarded as what you say famous, right? What's it like when people are like, oh, like, oh, you're famous. I don't really want to talk to them. You know what I mean? Because you are a person. And at times, someone too famous, they can't live a normal life. But someone who is regarded as famous also don't get the same responses. I mean, I don't know. It's silly. It's silly. It's silly. I hear you. I don't know. It's, I mean, and you just mentioned something that's kind of interesting, right? Like someone that is too famous, they don't get to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. They have so much tension, you can't walk down the street and just, and because you'll get recognized. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be frustrating, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's something they desire and want. And I don't know. It, it brings a lot of problems, just like wealth. I think wealth can bring a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I think someone that's striving for this fame is, is going to struggle and have issues where if someone, if fame just kind of comes to them, they just do life, life like normal and hang out with normal people. Like it's going to be chill. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you making out of it? Are you building it up something bigger than it is? And ultimately, uh, it's God given. One of my favorite verses, or I should say favorite moments in all of the Bible mm. is Jesus is sitting there before Pilate. He's about to be murdered and, and executed and Pilate's frustrated. His, his wife's telling him not to execute this guy. And Pilate's like trying to give Jesus this excuse to get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. dude, just give me one thing and I'll set you free. And, and Jesus is just saying nothing. And Pilate's like, what are you doing? Don't you yeah. realize I have the power to free you? And here's the response. The guy who's on death row, mm-hmm. ready for the electric chair, Jesus says, you wouldn't have that power unless my father and heaven given mm. it to you. Ouch! Eat shit. Wow! Ouch! Like eat that! Like uh-huh. come on! The, I mean, what do you do if you're pilot? You just freaking come yeah, on! It's pride. just this incredible moment of reality. Uh, and back to fame, like it, it's God given. It's nothing. It can be taken away in a second. It, be, mm-hmm. it can be given overnight. Um, it's all because of God, and mm-hmm. that and that goes for anything we ever accomplish. Mm-hmm. Snowboarding is is a gift from God that I can do this stuff. I mean. Yeah, maybe I dedicated ridiculous amount of time towards learning these things, but someone can do that anyway. Area in their life, so anyone that's really good at something they do, they dedicated a lot of time. Now, I will say it's been just an absolute miracle that um, I've even survived this far. <laughs> things are done like uh-huh. just injuries and even the stunts on. I may not survive the stunts on the night. We'll see. <laughs> it, it is one of the nicer things this. I've done. You got this. So, yeah, God's got it. I I have Amen. I have Amen. full. Full faith that God will carry me through this. Yes, sir. Well, well, thank you guys. You thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Andy, you got one last thing to say? Anything? Man, follow Jesus, man. Follow the Lord. Lean into Him. One of our things we always said: uh, sometimes in a half pipe, it's really easy. You use this transition to carry speed up and out of the wall, Mm -hmm. and then land back on that wall so that you don't get injured. We call that the transition, but sometimes you would make mistakes or, you know, snow conditions would change, wind would blow you away. And I used to look at Tommy Sheen, who was another uh, fellow believer, fellow Olympian. Uh, We actually ran the amazing race together and we would look at each other and say, keep the faith, keep the faith. Mm -hmm. And I think, man, how important that is because there's so many distractions and things that happen in life that want to 
get your eyes focused or distracted on something else that pulls you away from God. So just keep the faith. Mm. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all listeners. Yep. Much love. Peace out. Adios.